freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 389 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Self-Defense Saves Lives, and our guest is Raul Mendez. Raul is a survivor of a mass shooting event in a normally quiet neighborhood in Arizona. Raul used his firearm in self-defense and is living proof that guns in the hands of law-abiding citizens saves lives. Did you hear that? Saves lives. Saves lives. And he will continue to spread awareness and share his story in hopes that others realize the importance of protecting our God-given Second Amendment right. Welcome to the show, Raul. Thank you. My goodness. I, you know, I keep watching your interview with Tucker Carlson and the the video you did for the NRA. And I mean, what Tucker Carlson said is so true. He said, I, I can't believe this is real, but clearly it is. Uh, what happened that day is really beyond belief. And I, I can't help but see God's hand in it. I, I feel like I, I'm hearing you say the same. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I mean, some fortunate event would happen. Uh, yes, my family and I, some friends were gathering, you know, 4th of July weekend on July 3rd of last year, 2022. And just an, an invited neighbor came in and just started opening fire at all of us. You know, I had two friends that died. Uh, one was shot in the throat, one was shot in the, in the head. Mm. Others were wounded, you know, shot in the arm, shot in the shoulder. Uh, I was shot in the head. I was the second victim. So as soon as I heard the first gunshot, you know, I turn around and he was able to catch me in the side of the head. Uh, I mean, you are correct. I don't see, you know, God's hand in this. Uh, the only thing I do see that God gave me the strength, you know, to get up after that gunshot wound and to do what I had to do, Absolutely. you know. I definitely feel that he had a big role in, you know, knowing that I was prepared mm -hmm. and that I was going to be the one that he was going to give the strength to, to get up mm -hmm. and, you know, and stop this massacre from happening. Oh, and that's absolutely. exactly what happened. You know, I was able to get up and just, you know, put some bullets and, you know, in the chest of, of the threat and just stop it right there. Absolutely. You know, just honestly, so if it wasn't for... If it wasn't for that, I don't, you know, I, I don't think, well, I'm sure, you know, there would have been more casualties that night. Absolutely. And you pointed to one side of your head and then, so it entered and then it exited at your. Yeah. So it entered right here. There's like a little nut there. It went all the way through and it just came out of, you know, my left eye. 
That is amazing. <clears throat> and you are, you have paralysis. <clears throat> you know, you seem to have all of your mental faculties. That is an incredible thing. I just can't even imagine. Um, and, and praise God that you are as well as you are. So, you know, I, I, I just, I'm amazed that, you know, I live in Arizona all my life and I watched the news. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't hear this story. Mm. Now it, it's really frustrating because they'll tell you about somebody stubbed their toe or somebody that used their gun <laughs> in a crime, yeah. but they never talk about how a hero saved someone's life by having a firearm. Uh, that is correct. I mean, it's not in the agenda. I mean, as you can see right now, our God-given Second Amendment right is being threatened. And, and that's in the agenda, you know, to push gun control and just, you know, strip away our freedom and showing stories like mine to open people's eyes and show them to finally realize that, you know, that guns, you know, firearms in the hands of law-abiding citizens save lives. And that's something that they don't want people to see. They just want to see the violence it causes, right. you know, so. Well, we live in Arizona and we're in a free state. I mean, you know, Second Amendment is really strong in Arizona. And you would think that the news would carry that same thing. But the other moving part of the story is that your family was there mm -hmm. and you were able to save your family from death. Right. Correct. Absolutely. Um and that was kind of where I was going to go with the next question is that, you know, your daughters were at this party, your wife who was pregnant at the time. And one minute you're just at a nice little family party. And the next minute it's torn by violence without warning. And we talk about this a lot on our show. What do you say to people who say, you know what, you're just supposed to call the police when these things happen and just sit back and wait like what do you say to those people that make those comments well I, I mean an event can turn you know 180 real quickly you know and and I'm that proof that you know it can go from a beautiful you know everything is great situation to one second you know turns into complete chaos you know in, in my situation everything was great all of a sudden is i hear this loud sound i turn around and you know there's a massacre going on if we would have waited for the cops i mean we would have all been dead they would have just responded to hey a lot more casualties you know now you know women and children are dead and that's just something that you know i cannot rely on you know we cannot rely on you know the government you know, the cops or or any type of law enforcement to, to protect us. I mean, they're not there every second, every minute, you know, every day right by our sides to, you know, protect us. So the Second Amendment for that reason, you know, was put in place, you know, by our founding fathers, you know, to give us the opportunity for a fighting chance to just be able to protect ourselves. It's our God-given right. Yeah, and yet we, you know, people like you are being uh, threatened that they're going to take their guns away from law-abiding citizens. Like but yeah, do you think that the guy that came in there with a gun would have still came in there with a gun if there would have been a sign on the door that said "No guns allowed"? <laughs> uh, of course not. I mean, he, he still would have. He still would have came in. You know, that would right. that would be nothing 
for him to turn around and be like, oh, I'm not welcome here. You know, I can't have my gun, you know. But you as a law-abiding assistant may have put your, left your gun in the car. Exactly. And that's the problem. You know, that people just got to wake up and realize that these laws are only for law-abiding citizens. Right. Correct. So. It's so crazy. So, you know, Arizona, we are a constitutional carry state. I serve on the board of the AZCDL and we were instrumental in securing that. Um, so we don't need a permission slip to conceal carry, um, you know, have a firearm on us in a concealed manner. Did that play a role in this for you or had you gone and gotten your concealed carry uh, permit at some point? No, I did not have my concealed carry permit. Uh, strictly relied on that, mm -hmm. on the constitutional carry. Uh, ever since Arizona became a constitutional carry state, I mean, it, it just gave me peace of mind. Like, you know, I don't have to go get a CCW. Right. I, I'm going to carry, you know, you know, concealed on a daily and I carry religiously and, and thankfully, you know, I thank God for that. Yes. For Arizona being a, you know, a constitutional carry state that allowed me to just you know, carry and protect myself, you know, no one ever thinks that they're going to be put in that situation. I never thought, but of course, you know, we carry just knowing that it can happen and now yeah. the proof that it happened. And that's part of it too, is I think of the times that, you know, every once in a while I might get a little lax where I'm like, well, I'm just going over to the neighborhood party. Yeah, it's not, I'm you just know. going over to so-and-so's house and it'll be fine. I, I don't need to try to figure out where to, you know, carry the firearm in this particular outfit, you know, with girls, maybe it's a little bit different, you know, because <laughs> we carry in a bunch of different places, yeah. especially in the summer where it's so hot here in Arizona. And we, you know, we wear, you know, sleeveless things and shorter skirts and that sort of thing. And, you know, hearing your story, it's like, you could have easily said that that day, you know, well, what do I need the firearm for? I'm just going over to so-and-so's house. And thank God you, you didn't, you know, just kind of relax into that. Yeah. And, and typically there has been situations or, or times where I do forget my firearm. Mm -hmm. And since I am just going, Hey, I'm just going here. I'm going to a friend's house, you know, exactly. I don't even turn around, go back home and get it. You know, I look at, I look probably at this, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Probably not I, anymore. I, my stomach just got really upset when I, I thought about, okay, so you got shot in the head. You're laying there. If you would have been on, you know, stayed unconscious, then you would have woke up to everyone dead. Mm. Right. Everyone dead. So you're not carrying your gun. That would have happened. Or if you wouldn't have been able to wake up in time in the time that you woke up that would have happened mm -hmm. you, how could you even live with your, how would you be able to live with yourself with that that'd be so you know? hard so, but it wouldn't have been his fault obviously no no but... not his fault but you but, know you think but, what but can still, i do i, I get it yeah uh, just being a person that carries religiously and if i would uh you know woken up and you know knowing that i could have done something about it but i wasn't prepared and then yeah. more people died then yes yeah. i would have been living Especially yeah, especially family members. Wow, that is so. But crazy. thank you very much for, for what you did. I mean, absolutely. So, what do you say? I mean, we've mentioned, uh, you know, we feel like you know, God, you know, kind of placed you there, and um, that you had the advantage of constitutional carry, and that you were a forward-thinking, preparedness-minded person. 
But what do you think, were there other things that were specifically uh, that you credit for why you were prepared in the way that you were? Any special training? Because that's another thing people say. Well, you know, law enforcement and military, they are highly, highly trained. And so they can do these kinds of things. But we mere citizens can never be trained enough, right? Yeah, exactly. So what do you say to that? I mean, I give credit to being introduced to firearms at a young age, mm -hmm. uh, learning the responsibility of, you know, handling a firearm. You know, I can still remember six, seven years old, I mean, shooting my first, you know, my first rifle, it was an AK-47, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere at a, at a ranch out in uh, California. And my dad's like, you want to shoot? And me as a little kid, you know, he gets behind me and, and I shoot. And after that, I was just hooked. Yeah. Just, you know, him just engraving these, these rules or morals, or I don't know how to explain it, just about gun safety, you know, you know, that alone right there is what got me comfortable, got me to respect the firearm and just to realize that it's not a toy. So, I mean, at a really young age, I knew what they were capable of. And after that, it was just, you know, let's go out shooting. Okay, we're going to go shooting, but this is this, this is that. This is how you handle a gun. You never point it at a person unless they're a threat. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to point it at a person, then you better be ready you're going to squeeze the trigger. Mm -hmm. Unless you're going to squeeze the trigger, you never point a firearm at a person. And, you know, just the little things he engraved in my head, you know, I give credit to that. And then growing up and being older and being able to buy my own firearms, you know, just going out to shoe with friends and just, you know, cleaning them and just learning the mechanism. This is this, this is that, this is how it works. And that's what I give credit to. I mean, it, it, it's nothing, it's not no rocket science that I went through to be able to learn how to handle a firearm and be able to protect myself and my family. You know, it's just the little things of just getting comfortable. You know, this is how they work. And the shame of it is the younger generation is being taught that guns are bad yeah. and they're, they're not being taught the safe, you know, safe handling of firearms. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that's something that you having young kids going to have to keep training training the kids to that guns aren't bad you know guns are good they're a tool like yeah. any other tool they're a tool and, exactly and for you to have grown up in california yeah. yes right <laughs> i mean maybe california. Back then it wasn't quite as um restrictive with firearms um but you're a young guy so I, it was probably i feel yeah. like it probably was it, it still was i mean i was born in the late 80s and by the time i was you know, older, you know, those gun laws were there, you know, ARs were already banned, yeah. you know, AKs, so, high capacity magazines. And... I see you have one of those behind you there. Are you worried that that gun's going to get up and do something by itself? Of course not. <laughs> but in the news, they say they do. Right. Which speak of the news. I mean, so if your story was publicized everywhere, then it may make people that are criminals think twice before they go especially in Arizona to someone and threaten them because they may not make it through it. Mm -hmm. We don't put this out on the news. And so really it causes more crime by not putting it on the news. Right. So, so true. And what I was thinking when you were talking about living in California is if this had happened in California, 
either you would have probably been in trouble with the law because I would you have were, been arrested. That's for sure. Right. Cause you were concealed carrying without a permit, without a permission slip by the government, maybe even the magazine capacity. I don't know what firearm you, you used at the time, but yeah. So instead of saying as Arizona did, Oh, thank God you were there and you saved lives. California would have said, well, you're just as bad as the guy that walked into the party unprovoked and started murdering people. Yeah, that's exactly. That is so crazy. Wait, isn't California and, part of the United States? I don't know, barely. <laughs> yeah. Don't hang they have it a constitution? A, hanging on by a thread. <laughs> and, you know, some of us, uh, we always want to know, okay, why did this guy do this? As though that would help us then you know, predict the next thing that's going to happen or where it's going to happen. Um, sometimes that helps and sometimes it doesn't. Do Do we know anything about about that piece of the story? As of right now, no. He's not talking. A... Well, he's not talking. That's That's great. I, I like it that way. Yeah. yeah. But um, did he have fam? Did he live with other people in, in the house next to you or? Did he, did he have a family there or was he just a loner or what was he, do you know? Honestly, uh, I, I know he was going through a divorce and from, from what I've heard. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how correct or how accurate this is, but I know he did have kids and a wife or ex-wife. Wow. Yeah. So sad. But in that I house, I don't know if he was by himself or who he lived with. Right. Um, so surviving and healing from a trauma of something like this. I mean, there's the physical trauma, there's the the emotional trauma that you and your family experienced while while you were there and your friends. How how are you doing? How is everybody doing? Uh, I mean, a situation like this is kind of hard to get over. Sure. And the only thing I give credit to for being in the state of mind that I am now is of course, you know, my family, mainly my family mm -hmm. and just knowing that they're alive, yes. knowing that I was able to meet my unborn child, which, you know, she's four months now awesome. and just, just seeing her, her little awesome. smile. She's be, she's at that stage where I look at her and I give her a little stare and I make a funny face and she just starts laughing and, you know, she Aww. gives that big smile. So that smile there is just, you know, makes it worth it. And this is on the, I guess you could say, you know, emotional side or on the, you know, state of mind side. Uh, I still get flashbacks. Sure. You know, if I'm outdoors or, you know, I'm somewhere where there's a lot of people, sure. I try not to, but, you know, there's situations like where I start panicking and, sure. you know, I got to sit back, take some deep breaths and, you know, I just get a little overwhelmed. Absolutely. Uh, but of course, you know, I, I hold back, mm -hmm. meaning like I just try to show that face and to my family, like I'm OK, because I just don't want it to rub off on my daughters mm -hmm. and my wife that it's affecting me that bad. So I got to be that role model like, hey, it's OK, you know, just things like this happen, but mm -hmm. we're not going to let it take over our life. Wow. So well, your, your family, hard. your family's the same way. I mean they're going through, they were there, they, they're going through a lot too, but you have, you have trained, you're training them to use the firearms, Correct. You're training them to be aware and, and just, you know, that, I think that is an asset too. 
So yeah. yeah, definitely. So just yeah, exactly. Training them, showing them to be aware of where their surroundings. Don't be that person that's just walking around. You're here, you're there, and you're just literally just zoned out in your own little world. Like, no, you you got to be aware of your surroundings like behind you. Like this, right? Down exactly. We, we we can't be that because you never know. We could be walking. You could be walking to the car, checking your phone, and all of a sudden the unexpected happens. Absolutely. Well, nobody could understand what you're going through, and it's going to take years probably for you to, well, or never to recover from, you know, the thoughts, what if this, what if that, but, you know, I mean, if I stub my toe, I have nightmares for a month. <laughs> so I, I could not imagine what you're going through and, and you're just awesome. It, you know, emotionally, I'm doing a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, physically, yes. You know, I do a lot of posts, like I'm feeling great recovery, but, you know, I, I, I still suffer from, these massive, you know, migraines that just come oh, and go, you know, it's just pain here in the back of my head and just throbbing. And uh, I did go see a doctor and since my right eardrum blew, yeah, uh, I occasionally get vertigo where I just start yeah. feeling lightheaded. Like I just want to, you know, black out and just, I start seeing like, like back in the day when you're watching TV and, you know, you're not getting good signal, you start seeing the yeah. pixelations of black yeah. and white, you know, I start seeing all that. So, yeah, you know, there's still going to be some time to recover. I still have more surgeries like that eardrum. Uh, my ENT wants to wait. He wanted to wait a full year to see how much it can heal on its own before he, you know, plans for a surgery to try to repair that tear. Okay. Uh, for, for my eye the actual bone shifted of my eye socket or, you know, my nose structure to the side. So they need to go in there, open it up, grind off some bone, put like an implant plate or something, you know, to kind of structure the eye socket. Mm -hmm. And then they can stretch my eyelid, you know, to try to make it symmetrical to my other eye. And then uh, since it blew off a lot of my lower eyelid, they want to pretty much either graft a new piece or take some from my, you know, my good eyelid and implant it there so then I can get a prosthetic eye. So, you know, surgeries and everything in recovery, it's, it's still going to take, still going to take some time. I'm just hoping at least, you know, those headaches and vertigo and, yeah. you know, just that alone goes away with time. So we will see. Well, we'll yeah. be wrapping you in prayer for sure. Cause I, Thank I you. can only imagine the, the physical um, aspects as well. And so this clearly has impacted your your job, your work, what, what was your trade or what is your trade? Uh, I was in sales. Mm -hmm. So I owned my own uh, home security company, okay. uh, commercial residential. I went into uh, solar sales. Uh, that did take a lot of walking, you know, going into people's houses, you know, setting up appointments, you know, knocking doors, everything like that. So definitely my job was a whole, you know, I had to be a, you know, a people person. Yeah. meeting people talking and just you know pretty much just getting them comfortable with me well of yeah. course after this happened it just makes it that much harder you know can I walk a lot maybe I can but eventually I'll start getting that headache or maybe I'll get lightheaded yeah. going into strangers homes it's a little more difficult now because you, yeah. you know you, you never know it just makes yeah. me think twice getting those panic attacks and things like that so as of right now, I'm just focusing on healing. 
uh, I, I do want to get back to work as soon as possible. I just want to be able to heal before, you know, I, I do any of that. That's smart. That's really smart. I'm glad you're in a situation that uh, you and your family are still doing okay, I assume, financially and so forth. Uh, thankfully, we had some some savings. We've had some support from, of course, uh, having a GoFundMe. Is that still active? It's still active. Okay. Well, let's uh, talk about that when we when we're wrapping up. Or actually, tell folks now. Like, how would we? How would somebody chip in? Uh, just if you actually go into my social media page, my Instagram, uh, there's a link down there. Okay. That just kind of takes you where it'll give you a list like of like all my social media platforms, my GoFundMe, or if you even just search my name, Raul Mendez. Okay. Uh, you know, and are you the only Raul Mendez I'm going to find or how do I? <laughs> uh, probably I'll be one of the first up there. Okay. Uh, it's actually the GoFundMe is titled, uh, uh, let me see. I think it's survivor of a mass shooting. Okay. We will put that on your guest page and be sure that it. It, that's easy for people to find. Well, we need to wrap up. I know you've uh, that your little one's got a doctor's appointment today yes, and yes. the good daddy that you are, you're taking her over there. Um, but I, I want to touch on that. You are going to honor us by being a speaker at the 10th annual celebrate and protect the second amendment rally event. This yes. Is I'm so excited. Me too. This is a family-friendly festival-style event. Uh, it's always been on the lawn of the Arizona State Capitol. This year, we're right across the street at the Wesley Bolin Plaza uh, in downtown Phoenix. It's on Saturday, February 18th of 2023 from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, tell folks why you feel that your voice is is an important part um, to, to lend to this situation this um event uh yeah definitely i mean alone just i am the living proof i am living proof mm -hmm. you know this rallies about the second amendment our god-given you know right and people need to know why it's that important absolutely you know the the media have i been you know i did get shot i was gonna say shot but you know if i had died that night and nobody would have stood up to, you know, the gunmen and took them out or protected themselves. I definitely would have been one of the most famous men, you know, in, in America. You know, even even Tucker said when I had my interview with Tucker Carlson, he just looked baffled and he was like, I don't understand why you're not the most famous man in America. Absolutely. You know, I, I wanted to respond. I'm like, because it's not in the, you know, liberal media agenda for me to be the most famous man in America. Right. You I know, mean, so really the Kyle Rittenhouse, that's a household name, right? You should be that well known that, you know, here's an example. We hear the name Raul Mendez. We go, oh yeah, that's that example of constitutional carry in action, self-defense in action, um, saving lives with this particular tool, the firearm. And it's, it's infuriating to me. Yeah, I, I, I just we think we don't get to talk about it more. I think if any politician that wants to add, you know, ban guns could look you face to face and give a reason, still give a reason why they think guns should be outlawed. I, I don't think they could do it. How, how could you do that? You saved many people's lives. You risked your life even more after you were shot. 
because if you'd have just laid there, then he would have walked past you. He wouldn't, you know, so you don't know that when you got up, he might've shot at you again. So you risked your life. And how can a politician say guns are bad? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure they, I'm sure they still would. They probably would have been like, well, if there were stricter gun laws, that gunman wouldn't have been there. But see, that's the thing. Gun laws and gun restrictions, they don't work on criminals. Criminals will always get their hands on firearms, no matter what. And I mean, we have other countries, we have other states as examples where there's really strict gun laws, but yet their cities are some of the most, you know, dangerous cities in the United States. But they blame it on other states bringing the guns in. You know, they always have an excuse. So their, their goal is all guns gone, but that can't happen. Okay. And the criminals will be the last ones that have guns. They will have guns. Exactly. And and it just makes you sick. I mean, it's just like no school, no gun zone. It doesn't work. Right. It, it, exactly. And actually, <clears throat> I was at this uh, NRA summit. And, and first of all, honestly, with my story, the, the NRA was the one that actually, you know, wanted to run with it and really, really push it out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for the NRA. You know, I've been a member and I will continue to be a member, uh, supporter. I mean, I, I reach out to them and, you know, and it's just, if it wasn't for them, I, I'm sure you and I wouldn't be talking. I wouldn't be speaking at the rally. You know, I, I wouldn't have been connected with with, with Tucker, mm-hmm. you know, with all these other people that wanted to interview me. You know, they they are the ones that kind of, put me on the map to be able to speak and tell my story Absolutely. and you know they're they do so much and they've done so much for me and honestly like again if it wasn't for the NRA I mean my story would still be even even more buried yeah right. I mean know, I live in Arizona and I didn't hear it right no, this is the first I've heard of your story that's exactly right I saw your NRA video and then the our mutual friends in the NRA connected us, and um, then I saw you on Tucker and reminded me, oh gosh, yeah, I got I got to <laughs> reach out to Raul. And uh, so yeah, I I think that that's properly placed um, yeah. appreciation. But you are such an inspiration. I mean, truly, in so many ways. And I just appreciate you taking this time with us. And that you're going to come out to the rally on the 18th of February, 2023 at the Arizona State Capitol. And I mean, that is going to be a busy, bustly place, but we're going to take care of you. We're going to make sure that you, you feel comfortable, your family feels comfortable. And um, I, I know, I mean, that's, that's a stretch for you. And that even that, that you will take that stretch to help encourage others and put yourself in a position to speak to others that's huge thank you you're welcome and thank you guys uh really appreciate being there like i said i i'm trying to just hit the ground you know running with this story and for that reason since i've always been a second amendment supporter and you know proof i'm that living proof that it saves life I don't want it stripped away from me or anybody, mm-hmm. you know, I want everybody to be prepared. And if, mm-hmm. you know, I can motivate somebody, teach somebody that the importance of, you know, daily caring, 
Yeah. Then I, I feel that that's my job now that, you know, God gave me along with, you know, being here for my family, but he gave me this opportunity to really speak up and show people and, you know, show them the importance of the second amendment. So, you know, thank you guys. I really appreciate, you know, the invite to speaking, even though I don't, I haven't really spoke in public. Uh, The first time I spoke was at the NRA summit, which was great. A little nervous, but, you know, I was able to speak. And then uh, this year, actually, we'll be going out to the, uh, what is it, the the annual event that the NRA has. And hopefully Uh they'll put me up there to speak in front of, you know, a lot of people. So, you know, getting comfortable with that, but I'm on for the challenge. And, you know, as of right now, just, I do apologize if I'm a little too nervous or I get stuck or anything up there, you know, speaking, but just, just bear with me. Well, they want to hear your story and your story does it all for you. You just need to repeat what you just went through and your speed. They're not going to be looking at, Oh, you know what? He looks this way when he should have looked straight or this. They're going to be wanting your story. That's all they want. They want to hear your story. That's true. And I am blessed to be the MC. So I'll be right there with you. Welcome you you on stage and and right there with you on stage as, as much as you want me to be. So I'm excited. I, I feel honored that you are, uh, that you've said yes. And uh, I know you've got to get running, get that baby to the doctor's office. Yes. And uh, we will be talking to you real soon. Thank you so much. And God bless. Thank you both. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Bye. Bye-bye. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Wow. What a story. What a story. And usually we end with tell folks how they can find you. And I know that we're really running long for what he told me, uh, our time frame. And so he did give us some information on, you know, go to his Instagram page and that sort of thing. But more so than maybe any guest, I want to be sure that everybody knows to go to uh, Gun Freedom Radio, click the guest tab and his videos, his, uh, you know, the Tucker video, the NRA video couple of news stories about him are there. And then I'll be sure that I posted uh, the GoFundMe, the Instagram, all that stuff, all in a one-stop shop for you. And I mean, I, I don't know that I personally have ever seen a GoFundMe that I didn't feel was worthy of supporting, but holy cow. Right. It'll be hard because he can't work right now. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, and I yeah. don't know, you know, the but medical would, bills, I, it, it really piles up. Yeah. And just five or $10 really helps because it's added, you know, Absolutely. but uh, you know, on the, on the guest tab, you said that, you know, you can go see the Tucker Carlson uh, interview and all that. Can you see the CNN one? Yeah. Or the BBC <laughs> or MBN, MSBM, blah, blah, blah. I'll keep looking for those because they're the not story there. is worthy of telling on all of those stations. Right. There's I'm, I'm no so, so... reason not to tell this story. Yeah. Uh, and and the fact that they've ignored it tells you so much. Uh, they lie by omission constantly. Yeah. And um, yep. a story this, it, it you know, it's got everything that that they would want. Right. That's drama. Right. They've yeah, got the, it's a story. You know, the whole thing, and then they ignore it. Anyway, I don't need to keep beating that horse, but um, I just, I, I'm just amazed by his, his strength, his composure. Um, I'm hoping his family's going to come out to the rally. I'd love to meet the family because, you know, a lot of times that's, that support group, you know, mm-hmm. is, is what helps people get through. And he must have an extraordinary wife and family 
um, as well. So uh, I'm just not even sure what more to say. And especially that whole angle of if this had happened in fill in the blank, pick your anti-right state of your choosing. Would that be democratic state? Is it a coincidence? And it's, it's not a political issue. It, wait, no, yes, it is. The wait, politicians. Wait, it is a political. It is. Are creating a scenario that it has become a political issue, yeah. a political football, at least. You know, a good experiment we're going to be seeing here. Hmm. I just heard the prime minister of Canada. It's probably an old uh, thing that I saw on TikTok or Instagram or something. And he says that no handguns can be transferred. Mm -hmm. No handguns can be sold. Mm -hmm. So if you have firearms and you die, they cannot be transferred to anybody in the family. And that's going to be an interesting experiment because I don't think their crime has stopped since they did that. Yeah. Well, let's look at Australia. Let's look at Venezuela. Yeah. Right. It's weird. Maybe, let's you know, Chicago, the other country, Chicago, California, mm -hmm. the other country. You know, let me touch on something real quick. Um, recently, uh, our friend, Dr. John Lott, he uh, runs the Crime Prevention Research Center. And I'm looking on the shelf behind me in, in the monitor. Um, he's written More Guns, Less Crime. He's written a few really impactful books. He was giving um, testimony recently in front of Congress. And I listened to it. And I said, to myself, self, if these politicians, if these elected officials, whatever you want to call them, were really looking to save lives, then every single thing that John Lott just said would tell them what, what is going to be effective and what is not going to be effective. And the restrictive laws uh, and, and all this anti-gun rhetoric is what's not going to be effective. So that tells me right there, they're really not interested in saving lives. Second thing, same person, Dr. John Lott, uh, Crime Prevention Research Center. He wrote an article that says that murder is not a nationwide issue. All right, everybody's saying, oh, there's always this epidemic. Like every year there's an epidemic, they say, of, of uh, crime having to do with guns they like to say gun crime but guns don't commit crimes people commit crimes maybe using guns and he says if you really look at the plot the map where incidents happen where murder is most prevalent of the entire united states there's a few little hot spots mm -hmm. want to guess what I would, hot spots I, mean, I would guess it would be democratic states, controlled states, like Chicago, California. Yes. You know, I was just thinking about it. So here's how a politician thinks. They think, I mean, not all politicians, but the ones that are anti-gun think that if there were no guns at all on the universe, then there wouldn't be guns, crime, right? And there wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. There wouldn't be violent gun shootings. or wouldn't. If there was no guns on this earth, mm -hmm. It would be that totally is, kumbaya. That is, we would just all look, love each let's other. Just, let's just say we right? all pain. We can all didn't go kill to this, Abel with a rock or anything. Right. We can go to this planet now. There's a planet that all Earth. You could. It's just like Earth. It's you can get there in a in a ship, and you can all go to this planet. And you know what? The first thing we're going to do, we're not going to allow any guns on that planet. 
We'll now, all just get along you, so beautifully. The first thing is, you can't stop it. About. There's still going to be guns there because somebody's going to bring one. <laughs> and second is that, I mean, you just can't, you can't stop it. You, oh you my know, gosh. You, you know what? You're, I, I don't know how guns we are. are always, I mean, if they took all my guns away, you got to stop me from going to Lowe's because I could build one there. Right. I could build one with hardware there. Um, that sounds like a, a good uh, word problem. Like if, if I have X number of guns and you took all of them away, how many do I have left? The answer would be some. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's the thing that, that red flag law. You only know about the ones that yeah. you know about. Yeah, the red flag That's law. That's appropriate. And you know, anybody that, you know, this, okay. Yeah. These are the guns I have. These are the guns I don't have. Right. 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 So when the police come, these are the guns. Yeah, these are the ones I have. Okay. There was this meme I saw yesterday that uh, the ATF is going to require all uh, AR-15s to have uh, flotation devices attached to them, so you can't lose them in a boating accident. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, that's another story. There, we don't even need to go there. Oh, the ATF. With the with this uh, with this uh, stock thing is. It's crazy anyway we probably need to go we probably do need to go um thank you so much so much to our amazing and inspirational guest raul mendez uh we live right here in the same state haven't gotten to meet him in person yet but i'm very excited the rally. to to do that on saturday february 18th 2023 from 10 a.m to 2 p.m at the nation's capital in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, we have speakers lined up from all over the nation. Great local speakers, great national speakers. Uh, it's going to be just a fun day. There's the Junior Patriot Park for all the kids, right? Um, that's an incredible thing because if we aren't instilling these values in the next generation, guess what? These values will not continue into the next generation. Right. So I was just hearing you talking about the rally, and I remember there used to be a place called Beeline Dragway. It was up up in the mountain area there that, you know, they'd have drag races, and they would say, bring your camera. Right. And so right. bring your camera to the rally. Exactly. Well, who doesn't have a camera anymore? Well, it's on your cell phone. My right. cell phone, anyway, my Apple. Phone. It's not really a cell phone. I think it's a camera that talks. You can talk <laughs> I on. Think you might be it's right. It's not really a cell phone. It's a camera. You might be right. Anyway, it's a laptop. Yes. I thank you to uh, Raul, and thanks to all of our guests for all, all of our listeners. Absolutely, wherever there is internet, we have viewers and listeners, and we appreciate you so much. Uh, if you want to go back and watch any portion of this video or um, any of our videos, you can find the videos on, are we still on YouTube? I don't know. I mean, well, we're hanging on by a thread. Did we, we say anything strikes. about voting or did we say anything about yeah, Nancy Pelosi to, or did we say anything about? That seems to be the hot button. That's the, the one voting we've gotten one? our strikes for. Yeah. yeah is vote, the, vote, 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 vote. Yeah. Vote, 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 vote. Vote, we want people vote, to vote. hear this. I want people to vote. Know, but okay. we want people to hear this. So don't get us our third strike. Um, anyway, go to YouTube, to GunStreamer, to the smartphone app called OpsLens. We're on Rumble now. Our Rumble account is a baby, but it's it's growing. It's blossoming. It's out there. Um, so you can find our content on any of those platforms, any place you find your videos. Uh, click the subscribe, the notification, all the fun things, because that tells those platforms, 
that you like this content and, and you want really more important of it. like the story that you heard today mm -hmm. that needs to be passed on it does share we need share, to share, share that share. because the news isn't doing it absolutely so please share it uh, and if you want to listen to the audio only version of our shows go to our website gunfreedomradio.com then i'd have to binge listen to my heart's content I darling you do because you'll click the on demand tab and uh, it'll all be there. I wouldn't be able to stop. I wouldn't be able to go to sleep at night. That is our plan, actually. Because when oh you spend gosh. time there and Ooh. looking at the guest tab, as I said, go to the guest tab for Rawls uh, Mendez's uh, links and so forth. Uh, we don't hate it when you no, spend time there. We, don't, we sure don't. All right. Until next time, we are going to pray for this nation. Pray for the people who we've elected into leadership positions. And pray to the Mendez family. Pray for the Mendez family. Yep. Absolutely. Wrap them in prayer. And all the Mendez families out there that we're never going to hear about. Right. Because the news lies to us by omission. And you're going to ask me the to news. pray for the politicians that are trying to take our rights away. You were going to ask me that. Watch. Go ahead. Even the ones you don't like, Dan? Which ones do I don't like, Cheryl? The ones that want to take our rights away. Why is that, Cheryl? Because we want our rights. It's, they it's, know better how it's to a God-given right that they gave us. He gave us, right? Absolutely. So, so if we pray for them, maybe they'll have an epiphany. Okay. Even the ones you don't like. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> maybe especially for the ones you don't like. All right. Until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.